record buttons adequately functioning. Hello. This is coming in clear. Hello. Are we coming in yes. clear? Yes. Yes. Lovely. Yes, sir. Marvelous. I'm going to play this yes. balmy intro. We can get right to it then. Yeah. Okay. What's going on, my brothers and sisters? Mr. Aunties and uncles. Monks. Kabbalists. Wizards. Mystics. Sons and daughters of God. Welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. That's right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Mr. Woo Woo Podcast. I'm delighted to have on Kelsey Flynn. Yay! Woo! Hi, Yay! everyone. Marvelous. Marvelous. <laughs> and people are like, who is this enigmatic character? Kelsey Flynn. There's so many layers. It's like a tiramisu. <laughs> um, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's better than being like a bean dip. I think so. Or like I was going to, onion. I was going to keep it top, <laughs> top shelf, darling. Top um, shelf. Top shelf. Uh, Kelsey Flynn is an awesome human being. Is good uh, friend of my wife. Abby is how I met her, but she officiated my wedding under the auspices and auric kind of melding with the great James Stewart from the other side. I performed the wedding of a century. Uh, she is not catholic christian right i'm catholic you're catholic I, I okay you're from the tribe catholic still yes I, yes she still yes. identifies as, as catholic that's her her spiritual pronoun is catholic yes and she yes. um awesome dude i love that because i had the honor and privilege of also attuning the great kelsey to reiki all the way to uh master level and was the most unique and fun uh, and special, I think, uh, attunement process I did because I'd never done all three levels all the way to master level at uh, one time, but also got yeah. to do it at the Harry Potter theme park, which, you know, really made me nerd out, you guys. It was like fantastic. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> being able to attune a Catholic, you know, an avowed Catholic to something like Reiki also is an extra special thing. Um, and then. Pretty wonderful. <laughs> yeah, right. So thank you, Kelsey, for joining our program and taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to come and nerd out with, with us here on this little spiritual Thank you for pod. having me. Yes, yes. Thank you. I have long admired your um, commitment and love of God. It shines through you, always has, in my the, the short time I've gotten to know you um, over these years. This is kind of like a fly-by-night thing. You're an avowed traveler, and you're, you're all over the place all all the time yeah right uh -huh. <laughs> exploring the planet and uh bringing yes. your light wherever it goes uh but um were you always like that like even as a child you know like like abby's always like really happy were you always that kind of outgoing like reflection of spirit and your love for it it's it's so interesting i i look back on my childhood and recently i've spoken with like my parents and my aunts and uncles um and I was always a force of a human to be in a room with, they say, um, and that my smile would light up the room. Um, but when I reflect on my childhood, I, I don't think I was always as positive and bright and light as I am now. Um, and that really came when I went to college and um, converted to Catholicism. I, I grew up um, in a Catholic family, but we, we stopped going to church when I was eight. 
um, after my grandfather or nine after my grandfather died. And um, I honestly thought all of it was um, just, uh, for lack of a better word, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Fuck yes, you okay. can do that. God will forgive <laughs> um, us later. I, it, I honestly thought it was a ton of bullshit. And mm-hmm. um, I actually won the religion award in high school. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Um, and I just thought it was all, I was like, the history is really cool. Jesus was definitely a man who walked this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't believe in the spirituality of it until I had my own personal encounter with God. Right after I graduated from high school, um, my father got very sick. And um, I had an experience where God came to me and told me um, the night before my dad's uh, liver transplant that everything was going to be okay. Um, wow. That night I had been told my dad was going to die um, and went home and didn't know what else to do other than lock myself in my bedroom and just recite the prayers that we had been required to know right. for school. I said, well, uh, I just went through six years of Catholic school and had to memorize all these prayers. I might as well at least try if there's a God out there, maybe maybe it's listening right and clear as day i heard everything is going to be okay and this feeling of um peace and calm and i can still feel it today just washed over me it's like warm water Um, going over the front of you right yeah yeah and i fell asleep and the next the next thing i know i i'm waking up to my younger brother pounding on my door saying they found a liver for dad we have to get to the hospital and the rest is history. Like every day I had this, my own personal conversation with God and mm. built this relationship as I was preparing to go to school. And I ended up going to the Catholic university of America for undergrad. Wow. Um, and you know, I was supposed to go for political science pre-law Ooh. and um I always say, so I'm a nurse, uh, for those of you who don't know me. A spectacular and, nurse award. Oh, thank you. Um, but I was tricked into nursing by, um, <laughs> it's so. By the universe so or by parents? How, um, both. I honestly, <laughs> I think that God had a huge plan for me that yeah. um, played out through my parents making, um, <laughs> making a appointment with the dean of the nursing school. And wow, they skipped the presentation. Without, they just said, here she is. Without, <laughs> without telling me. And so oh I sit down in front of this person. And she's like, why do you want to be a nurse? And I said, I, I don't. But my parents seem to think I would be a good one. And this all ties into like, this is where I discovered the empathy that I have for others, the compassion that I have for others, that my purpose for being here isn't to help. I mean, coming soon perhaps it is to help in the policy world um okay. but at, at that point in my life i had been so geared towards helping people by joining our government and doing the right thing and doing it that way but um nursing truly brought out the caregiver in me um mm. and my the gifts that i have inherently flourish in um the nursing world so um, I take care of patients at the 
worst moments of their lives. Um, so I take care of oncology patients. Um, and I have had the honor to help hundreds of people um, pass on from this world too. Mm -hmm. um, it's such an honor to be a part of someone's death as well. Um, and so I, I learned that very early on in my nursing career um, when I chose to go into oncology and chose to go um, into working with palliative care patients, palliative care and hospice patients as well. And so um, I'd say over the last 12 years, I've been a nurse for 12 years. Um, it truly like there's this balance of the chaos and crisis and darkness that illness carries with it. And then my bringing my light into that, um, mm. that is a gift given to me from, from God. I truly believe, um, because like, there's no way I would continue to be able to do what I'm doing without the help of a higher power. So, um, I just like my biggest thing, I have this little note card in my, my car, in my car on my visor that says, how are you going to share God's light in this world today? And so every time I get out of my car, it's a reminder, like I need to be the light. Um, whether that just be smiling to somebody, bringing joy to my floor, to my, my colleagues, bringing a little bit of light into a very dark time of my, my patients' lives. Um, that, that's my goal. How can I, how can I bring light um, into the world of the people who I interact with. And now I can do that in the classroom as well with, with my students. So oh, we're um, going to get to the students part too. Yes. <laughs> Cause this has been like such so, a amazing journey uh, for you. Yeah. I mean, starting with God touching you, what form yep. may I ask, did he arrive in? Did he look like Jesus or was it like an angel or was it um, more of just a voice and a presence? A presence. Definitely. Um, mm -hmm. As, as you and Abby know, I see, a lot of colors when I practice Reiki and in my life. Um, I didn't know that didn't, as much. I'm glad oh, to discover this because we're going to talk about the yeah. Reiki story too. But uh, right. no, she didn't mention, she mentioned that you're, you've been using it a lot on your floor yes. and blessing your, being able to bless your, your patients with it. That sometimes even your colleagues uh, Mostly, ask you to come I, in during their procedures yep. <laughs> for ask you to fill yep. the room with that kind of Reiki. So Reiki is a beneficial energy, guys, you know, and for yes. the Catholics and Christians listening, it would be kind of like an aspect of the Holy Spirit, the, yes, the, exactly. like the Holy Spirit being the divine mother aspect, all of the sum total of energies within creation, uh, the divine mother that gets kind of, you know, left out of being called the mother yeah. in the scripture. Uh, but the whole spirit, the whole, all the sum total of energies, the Shakti, if, as they say in Hinduism, of God. It's the sum total of all the energy. So Reiki would be like channel 323 if you had like a serious <laughs> dial or if you had like a basic cable bundle. And uh, all it does is uplift energies. And um, it's, it's that aspect of the divine spirit and mother that um, not only inverse and collapse negative energies, but also invigorate and, and uplift, raise uh, all positive energies. And it's kind of like an app that needs to be downloaded by another person. They call it a Reiki master teacher, but we're not, you know, masters, you know, it's just more like a commitment <laughs> to mastery, you know, if we want to be yeah. honest with ourselves because we're ants and don't have any idea what we're doing on this planet. Um, but we, it has to get downloaded into your iPhone or your aura 
in this case, you know, mm -hmm. your electromagnetic field. And then it's like an app. It just, you just turn it on and the more you use it, the more powerful you use it. Now I can assume by the response that you're getting, not only because of your connection with, with God and spirit, but also um, with your efficiency, like you're like, oh, I got a technique and I'm going to use it. Uh, just to the sheer volume you seem to be like bringing through now. Have you been using it a great deal on your, uh, at, at your job or on your floor? Especially these last two years have probably given you plenty of opportunities to practice Reiki. Yeah, um, definitely in the last year and a half. I use it every day. People come up to me and they ask for a little, they're like, can you just do a little Reiki on me? Or like I'm walking by and they're like, when you have a minute, can you, can you stop in? Like, it's been a stressful day. Can you come over and just like help me release this? Um, they, they're starting to use the words that I, Dude. um, that I, I tell them, I'm oh, like, cool. okay, this isn't, this isn't from you that you're definitely picking this up either from home or like, I can sense when it's not of them as you wow. know. Wow. Um, so you're really getting and, deep in the drums nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's your grandmother. It's, <laughs> you right for real it's mm -hmm. um it's so i see people's auras and i know like awesome. a lot of people can say that like okay uh, what do you mean by that do you see it visually like but yeah. I, um it's like a sense of like i can i i can feel it in my mind it's like just the same you see way it, like, yeah it's, it's like, like kinesthetic no, but non-local yes. kinestheticsness right Yes, exactly. I, I could feel it, but I'm like, I tune into like a layer of the space around them. And then right. I could notice that there's something there. And then I go, well, right. and then, then the inquiry, the internal inquiry of what is the quality of it? Is it demonic? Right. Is it supposed to be there? Right. Is it, it yes. do you have a similar process? Or yeah. is it sometimes I had, fr I had homies that were like technicolor, like I'll tell you every color and every layer of your, you know, <laughs> they didn't even have right. like archetypal symbolism. They were just like, it's, it's fucked up right there, bro. Like, and it's yellow oh, yeah. and, and they'll, and they'll describe it more in a color scheme. But sometimes yes. like for me, I, I tune into someone's thing. I can't see the colors, but I see, and not an object, but like a thought form, a presence that's oh. dense, like a density. Yeah. If I'm scanning for yeah. what shouldn't be there. You know, right, I, I'd notice right. that I noticed like, oh, what's that? That's oh, that's funky. And then I interact with that and try to either dissolve yeah. it or undo it. But some people could see the uh, positive uh, and right. and also have that like, oh, this is, you know, this is like they could see the good in someone's electromagnetic field. It depends on like right. what you're scanning for. Right. Right. Exactly. Is that how you and do I would it? say I do it. So I can, I scan for the good and the bad. So yes. Okay. And I see it, I see it in color form. Awesome. Sometimes oh God, there are awesome. more, <laughs> there are more densities. And like, I don't know if it's their energy or my, my energy trying to. Your symbolic like filters. Out, yeah. My symbolic filters. Are we trying, like, how am I going right. to get rid of this object? or density or energy that should not be with you. Right. And so like I pulled a tree trunk out of a like a, a girl lower back. You're doing shit way more advanced than Reiki. You're doing shit like <laughs> matrix energetics, dude. Did Abby teach you how to do that on the side? No, <laughs> or are you just naturally doing I know, it? I just know oh my that God. she does that for me. And yes. Like, I very okay. much. You just, so like, you just copied it. Ah, that's awesome. I call, I, well, it's Abby has shown me the way. So Abby's been doing. <laughs> she's been my my Reiki friend and like confidant, and mm -hmm. she definitely has been my role model. 
in that since 2014, mm-hmm. when I broke my hand and she helped, that's when she, I first allowed her to do Reiki on me, right. um, was right after I broke my hand. And so she got rid of nerve pain immediately Right after that one session. And she was like, wow, you are very like in tune with what I'm doing. And yeah. so from then on, like Abby and I have gone down like the tunnel of my soul and <laughs> taken out these densities together and like moved yeah. things together. So I try and so like I've learned how to like you go into someone's space and like, well, and you just like take it out. You, you could do what I could. Like I used to call it like in, <laughs> in a nerdy, um, uh, uh, anime reference like of Naruto be like I have a Sharingan like where I can copy something just by visually seeing someone do yes. it basically yeah and I you have that same quality I, I see uh, because what yeah. she's doing is the archetypes aspect of the matrix energetics field when she's saying like I'm going to pull this particular thought form or object out it isn't even that you're pulling it out it's how you're interacting with it and the symbolic reference that it has isn't literally accurate but it's archetypally accurate. So it's like you, if you did see a tree trunk, you'd be like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like burn the tree or am I supposed to like right. tickle the roots or can I like you like, it'll occur to you what to down. do, chop yeah. it down or you just snap your fingers and it becomes like lawn furniture. And you know right. what I mean? It's, it's about your interaction with that archetypal um, thing that makes the something happen, makes the nerve endings turn off right away. You know, if she saw it, it's right. like, oh, I see a slingshot in there, you know, it'd be like, there's not a slingshot, yeah. but it's, that's the gessalt that that particular energy thought form is taking. And now that you're consciously interacting with that thing, this is how it work, all works, by the way, <laughs> is it, like, it, it actually transposes and has a quantum effect on this archetype. The visual archetypes right. that our brains are processing is real, are no less real in that archetypal realm. So when you interact and start shifting or like the photo here, this yeah. one starts to change in correlation to that uh, gessalt. So you, like the fact that you just picked that up, like, <laughs> man, I really wish Dr. Bartlett would teach like matrix energetics again. Cause we would f- <laughs> like, I'd be like drop literally everything. Even if you're doing everything finals right now to yes. start to learn this from this man in real time, because you're doing unconsciously what, you know, you picked up from Abby. She did that for me when I started dating her. I, I was uh-huh. doing like windows and like testing information and like doing this kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, are you, you know, she picked it up in like 30 seconds and was just like, oh, so uh. that's that and that. Okay. So that, okay. Yeah. I'm done. And I was just like, okay, you just completed like the fourth level of the, <laughs> of the, of the other thing. I love it. And, uh, and I, I love that you were, you were just able to put into words, like giving language to what I do because like, I, I just like, I just do it. So thank you for that. I would have been a very troublesome student in your class. <laughs> These 40 year old motherfuckers are just so, oh, they have life experience. Damn it. Right. I mean, all I had was like freaking encyclopedias when I was tempting the right. academic wave. So I can't imagine like the, the excuse, excuse me. Yes. I was, I was uh-huh. you know, like, and they just come off some left field shit and you're like, damn it. I did not prepare for that. We will get to your it's, Harvard stuff. It's, Yes, we will. We yes. will. <laughs> and that's because it's just so juicy. <laughs> like I wanted to go to it Harvard is. since I was very young. And the fact you like got to go, I was like so ecstatic for you just because of I the ancient awesomeness. Well. The ancient, and it's Catholic to boot. I mean, like the ancient, like that you can, you can hear the, oh, yeah. 
like in the in the rafters of just walk into a library and be like, do they always sing like that when it comes in? Like, yes, Gregorian chants just float through the ethers anytime you come into yes. the, the Harvard libraries uh -huh. or even the yeah. lecture halls. Uh -huh. It's just like, damn. There's so it's so there's so much history there. God. Some good, some bad, but like so Word. much, so much history, and it's incredible to be, for lack of a better word around such powerful minds mm -hmm. there's so much power powerful in, intellects there and yeah, probably a few exactly. metaphysicians pretending to be academics but they're like yes. they're like like oh yeah i'm just doing like a survey like paper on like a bullshit homie you're doing some mind thought experiment thing on behalf of the number group. exactly the number of phd people and doctors that i know that want to discuss more about reiki is like mind-blowing but uh, it's also so cool i want to go so there so cool. bad i want to just go there and do like you a lecture on energy healing on like a pre you know pre-med pod for, you know like thing the, like alternate science med yeah, yeah like discuss the physics of reiki and craniosacral therapy and shit just because I, like being able to like there's a science to drawing out idiopathic responses has been my passion for like 15 to 20 years because I just find these people that can like wave their hands and like your hand like the nerve endings just they just it just turns off like you click something off right. of a computer and I was like well knowing that and knowing that the heads of the field basically aren't aware that there's that now like where where do we go from here uh, so there's there's all of you know I'm, I'm glad you're at the yeah. forefront of the you know yeah. the academia I know they did um a survey class several years ago just based on the basic aspects of like happiness or like the law of attraction and they had so many mm -hmm. students that they were crawling up the wall there's like 900 students in a 300 like wow. fall because everyone wanted to take this cursory most basic of basics the effect of positivity on a thing and they're just like yes please so it's like the academia like yeah. everyone's thirsty for this knowledge but right there is occult ramifications for it because a lot of the people that are like founders of Harvard have read Charles Hennell and they know about the master keys and you know there's these right glad handing secret societies that are in Yale and Harvard and stuff they're like well I don't think it's a little early to teach them about the love mind <laughs> Harvard you know when they pronounce it and you know they're just like yeah, let them do like a friendship class or something like just skirting at the edges of these principles so right I'm, right. I'm thrilled that people are starting to hammer on your door and be like, teach us about Reiki. And I got to tell you folks, this Reiki attunement was so fun. We were, um, it was married. so cool. This lady who just gleaming, you know, marries me and my wife. It was, it's just so, such a great ceremony. She feels the, the spirit of my, my great teacher, James Stewart leading the cause. He was just like, Oh man, it felt, it felt like I was being, you know, overlighted. Definitely was awesome and we're all hanging yeah. out now at one of my favorite places nerding out at harry potter land you know which again i thought was so progressive yes. for kathleen she's like yeah get me a bit yeah the best harry potter thing what is it like something about snitches dude is like <laughs> it's like he had a tank top on said where are my snitches or something like that yeah had like where, a golden where snitch. my snitches at where my <laughs> snitches at dude with the golden snitch on i was just like this lady oh, yeah. is too epic for words so while we we're out. eating at the <laughs> <laughs> eating at the three broomsticks, continuing yeah. to nerd, and uh, and I go like, hey man, uh, I think I'm supposed to, um, and I ask Abby first, like, do you think she would be like have an objection to it? Because you know, I thought it was so cool that you would do it because I didn't know how Catholic you were, and like, but you were like the right. most open-minded Catholic I had met. So I was just like, yep. 
totally. And, and my family's all cafeteria Catholic, so I thought, hey, why not? You know, it's just going to kind of get homogenous. I said, would you like to get attuned to all the levels of Reiki at, um, at Harry Potter land? And we're like in the back courtyard eating. And she's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> so <laughs> a ceremony that usually is quite private. I mean, it was kind of, we were on like the back patio and like people from Alabama eating eating their yep. <laughs> eating their brisket like <laughs> looking like, at like what are these like what are these witches and wizards doing like what is this is this is this satan i don't think it's satan but i'm not sure this brisket's good <laughs> and and we're just they're just kind of eyeballing us from the side and it does look kind of animated when you're attuning someone to reiki by the way next time you're in san diego for a prolonged period of time i'd like to teach you the ceremonies to download each yes. of those levels into people because you so deserving you're such an amazing carrier of of like that usui reiki tradition so i attune her to all three levels of of reiki and where you, you folks might not know but when you give an attunement it trips you out just as hard as if you're getting it so like i'm bouncing off of the walls and kelsey's giggling and she's <laughs> <laughs> she's like a reiki mess i'm like man i have no idea what she's gonna do with that we'll see but yeah. i hear i hear tales i hear tales that this this boston nurse is going around healing people with reiki so uh do you have any cool reiki stories uh from oh, your time of just from you could say yeah. covid the whole like i know you were like on the front lines uh, dealing with so all that I shit i will say covid was very difficult um Dude. and it made me realize now looking back so uh i'm an oncology nurse like i told you all but mm. um we were given um four hours notice and became a covid rule out floor at my hospital and then Jeez. um a week later they ran out of icu beds and the like emergency plan was to flip our unit into a covid icu and um for those of you who don't know being a regular like acute care nurse like that's it's like the lowest level of care in the hospital but like we still see very sick people taking care of um, the patient population that we do, but to like become an ICU nurse extender is what they called us overnight, um, was kind of like bonkers. Uh, all 81 of us went to, um, we had either an eight or a 12 hour shadow shift with, with an ICU nurse. And then we had to take a four hour crash course. And then it was just like, here you are. Now you're going to be taking care of vented emergency pegged all of these all of these people who like we don't know anything about this virus we don't know what it's going to do to you we were literally told some of you might die um what? so prepare for that and you're thinking about your paycheck like eh, it's pretty good <laughs> it's like wartime I don't, and so we just like everyone just stepped up to uh the plate and my colleagues are so incredible and to be honest mm -hmm. there's so much of that time that my brain has blacked out um and okay, my sure. light was definitely um very it was the darkest i had ever felt in my life and i've been through some shit with my family like we've I, i've gone through some generational trauma stuff um and obviously this is something that affected everybody um, but my light was dimmed for that first like six months of COVID and then Dude. the summer came and the, the, um, 
my coworkers and I, we all, we were staying together. We kept our own little bubble because we couldn't see our family. Um, I was living alone. My roommate moved out. So it was like very um, interesting to come back to the house and just have my cat. And like the only other people I was seeing was seeing were my, my colleagues. And so we started doing, I started doing Reiki on them when we would get together. And so we would get together and we would try and like make these bright and light and joyful um, times when we, even though we knew like life sucked and we, we could be like, this sucked, this is fucked up. Like, this is really shitty. We don't feel valued. Um, because it, it, the wild part was at the, at the beginning, the doctors weren't going into the room. So it was, it was truly just nurses that were taking care of these very sick patients. And when they would start to crash, that's when you would get the anesthesiologist in you and your ICU nurse, like, it was all of this, like, okay, and having to change the way I nurse, like, being close to somebody, like, it was, we, we were told not to spend a lot of time in the rooms, but then we would be stuck in there, and they couldn't see anything, and so, really, I think all of my patients, all my patients could feel, they couldn't see my face, they could see my eyes, we were capped up, gowned up, we had our names, written on tape on our foreheads and um i remember one gentleman who was dying and he was in his 90s and he just said to me i can feel the love thank you for being with me oh and we used and we used my cell phone to call his family to say goodbye and they sang italian songs over the phone together Um, and that was a very powerful moment, um, because I was glad I was able, like that my love and that my energy and that he, I just wanted to comfort him because I cannot imagine how scary it must've been for him to be by himself with strangers, me right, and knowing that he was going to die. And so that was the moment that I like. I was like, okay, I need to tap into this lightness, this brightness, this goodness, and um, and and try and grow my practice. I can't, I can't let this the darkness of, um, you know, the politics of COVID take over. Um, the darkness right. of of people's like lack of being around other people, like mental health crisis, is that it's highest it's ever been in our country. Yes. And so, and even then it was too, and I was struggling myself and had to get help myself. And after that, I, um, I felt like myself again and I could see my doctor and I had a telehealth appointment and it was so funny because I told her I did Reiki, that I meditated, I did yoga and none of it, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And so she, she was like, you know what? I think you're experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder. We're going to start start you on a very low dose of Zoloft and see if it works. And it actually helped me be able to tap back into my energy. Oh, okay. Um, just because, I, I mean, I had never, none of us had ever been through what we've been through. But and Abby, Abby was amazing, and we did a session the week after I started Zoloft. Mm-hmm. Um. And she helped integrate yeah. that medicine into we always do that. 
um, which was so good. And like, I felt a huge difference. And honestly, like, I haven't had issues sleeping since then. And like prior to COVID, I had problems sleeping, but like I was able to go into a deeper level in my energy work and then be able to give more. I, I don't know what you have to say about that. I do. I don't know if I have the right language. I, that's another thing so. that I wish that like med students could become aware of, even long-time practitioners, because it's a very objective science. The um, the toxicology and the and like the pharmacology, they're just like eighty cc's of this is supposed to do this. But a lot of times, people don't realize that they're a, a matrix of psychologies and biases and belief systems. And if your belief contradicts uh, a general a thing it will be true in that patient it will be true for that person as almost a law they set up into themselves so in a lot of cases that people have like negative reactions to medicines or drugs you know, mostly drugs you know i, I call thing medicine mm-hmm. when it cures something um yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't like you know that. it paves over i could just call it a drug and a lot of times it's a bio a biochemical um, incompatibility or more of an energetic incompatibility. So you'll see a lot of people that are having reactions or side effects. If you, if you know how to adjust someone's electromagnetic frequencies and get it to recognize the substance as a helpful component, and then it can actually do its job without having uh, oftentimes a lot of the, the side effects uh, that are a resultant from using different pharmacological, uh, pharmacological approaches and uh (laughs) and that's why you know i i I really turned more toward asian medicine when it came to because they're more about uh, compatibility and harmonizing elements Mm -hmm. within the human form than just simply like applying uh, an application that could have 11 different um, reactions within a human form they're more like you know 11 people with diabetes would have 11 different um diagnoses of imbalance like you have too much wind in your spleen or you'd have there's a dampness Mm -hmm. in the in the small intestines and they would all think about it of a a lack or an excess of elements or forces in the body and trying to bring that into harmony as opposed to just flooding it with with uh chemicals and just hoping the body and this will go okay like that'll you know it's supposed to so you know, so a lot of it, some of it is belief too of the, of the practitioner, the, right. the belief of the doctor going like, this will work. And they go like, okay. And, and that's, yeah. you know, like placebo to me is just law of mind. The placebo, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just law of mind exactly. and they're just calling it something else, but they're not really leaning into that as far as an approach to um, total health or, or well-being. So, but that's, that's why a lot of times people are taking a medicine and go, oh, what are you taking? Okay, cool. And then we, we try to, even from a distance, adjust the electromagnetic energy of the person mm-hmm. and their field so that it kind of harmonizes and matches. And at most it'll, you'll get like a negation of all the negative uh, uh, reactions that can happen as a result of it. Right. But that's, that's essentially like what, what's happening is you're like tuning a dial on the person themselves yeah. and, and, and uh, you get a lot of bad reactions from people in hospitals because they, they don't know how to do that. Right. But Reiki right. is a way of kind of like creating a, a conduit, a conductivity mm-hmm. between a substance and a person or or even like trying to, <laughs> if they got a new organ that isn't from their, <laughs> from their DNA, yeah, like exactly. that, it becomes more important to do those things. What were you, what were you about to say? Or, or a bone marrow that doesn't belong to them. You know, that's, yes. that's an organ as well, but um, yes. I definitely like I've, I've done some energy work with, I had this one. So you were asking about stories. Oh, yeah. 
this one beautiful woman um, came to mind who goes to a Reiki master in New Hampshire, and she was telling me all about this. She and I connected immediately. I was her nurse the day she was diagnosed, which was like a crapshoot too. Like they had switched the assignment, so it was like the universe worked to get me in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she asked me to do Reiki on her um, before we started her on her chemo treatment, and she was with us for a month. And so I, um, we would just have a moment and her friend, um, from New Hampshire was able to come in. This was like, this was after, you know, some of the visitor restrictions were lifted a little bit, which is, was fantastic. But, um, Mm. I brought her, um, a stone that stuck out to me at, um, uh, like a, uh, metaphysical shop that I go to. And I said, okay, this, this belongs to her. And we did some Reiki and it's so wild. I think it was, um, what's the name of that stone? I'm, I forget. Is it light blue? It's a, it's, um, a white, but light blue. It like turns a lighter. It's like a white color. Like blue lace agate. Like a, yes. Kind of like yes. this. Uh, yeah, it, but it was the raw form of it. Okay. So Yes. Um, and hers was a little more, it was a little more, um, a white ish color. Like a milkier color. But it had like a a pearlescent mist to it. Like a reflective. Yes. And then it became more that light blue as she was there in the hospital and we were doing Reiki together and, and moving and she, it, it just helped. We removed a lot of the fear that she carried with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's living her life. That's she's a big scared. thing. Big fear is antithema to like the healing process. Yeah. And, and you've probably heard us talk about like Louise Hay before, right? Like she's, she's the woman oh, yeah. in San Diego that cured her cancer by just saying mantras, uh-huh. like, which is bonkers, yep. but like, I have that, I have that book. You have the book. Um, you can heal your and life. Also, like, I love the way she discusses. So right dis-ease so disease but dis-ease it's like where your body yes. is not um it that that truly was one of the first building blocks that made reiki and energy work click for me when i was first learning it back in 2014 mm-hmm. i was like that makes so much sense like okay let's let's move forward with these mantras and and if you can incorporate these mantras along with western medicine and other practices yes. I think that that's incredible too. Um, I give major kudos to my doctor who was helping me when I was like um, struggling with my mental health at the beginning of the pandemic. She said, I want you to try all of these things, do your Reiki, do your yoga, do Mm -hmm. your meditation before we even consider doing any medicine. And so um, I appreciate, I feel like we need more practitioners like that. It's, it's just, I don't know if they've done enough studies where you incorporate the use of sound or the word in connection with a biochemical changes in a patient. Like they've, they've done it with water, right. like Dr. Omoto would done it slap with plants. plants. They've done it, the secret life of plants with Robert Bird and yep. they prove that they're psychic, that they're having real time. They do it with a little rice, you know, they do the rice and like how fast right. it decomposes or the, um, the water, mm-hmm. like the studies in water, messages in water, yeah. we're 75% water. So it would behoove us to, <laughs> to basically slap post-it notes on ourselves that say love, 
like that that could actually be like a medical practice because there seems to be an effect objectively of the word of positive words with the effect that water has memory and especially with oncology like these are aquatic environments that things are growing or not growing in i was like why are these things not done i i always send people like this video of like that they have the cure for cancer like i i have the um it's like a YouTube video of uh, a TED talk where guys like, yeah, we just using this frequency, we found out like cancer cells explode when you just just cancer cells explode at this frequency. You play this and you see the wow. you see the cancer cells just bursting in the dish and like yep. the healthy cells are just chilling. And I'm like, and why aren't those on every floor of right. like I don't. It's, I know there's no money in the absolute cure. You know, they just, they just wheel a machine <laughs> right. in and they just put the vibration out and your body just, you know, it's, they start popping like pop rocks inside of your body, you know, which is fabulous. Right. But you know, that that could replace chemo. I'm like, dude, there's, there's stuff out there. And right. uh, like the effective color and geometry on, um, yes. on the physical body. And we are still going with medical taupe you know, or whatever it is yeah. <laughs> like, right. that there's color. Uh, these these like, rooms should be bright green. This awful yellow. Like it, uh, I will say my, my unit is beautiful. And okay. We have a lot of natural, we have a lot of natural light mm-hmm. and one of our, so we have the green side and the yellow side, our floor is shaped like an infinity shape. Okay. And so one side of the infinity is like the green sage color you guys have. Okay. And then the other side's yellow. The other side's yellow. Not a big fan, you know, no. their chakra colors. I'm an upper <laughs> chakra guy. I'm thinking like blue, yeah. vivid blues and, you know, like purple. I love violet. The violet ray to me oh, is yeah. very consumptive of, of negative energy. And I just, I have violet, I'm, I have, um, violet scrubs and lavender scrubs. Of course you do. Of course you do. Bright, <laughs> I'm so excited that you're going to be writing medical <laughs> policy for future generations. I'm very, very excited about this. We need it so bad, Kels. <laughs> we do. We do. Even even being able to debate like medical scientific things in this last two years has been really a real challenge. And it's it has been. Like it, it feels it like the informed consent, uh the all powerful informed consent seems to be um being diluted by um because I said so kind of uh philosophy and and excusatory of like information that might contradict it so it's difficult to get a, right. a good debate going there's a lot of um there's a lot of we've you know this is the first time we as the world have experienced something like this so right. you should do this because it's going to give us more information so like for the future we'll have this this and this there i, I will say like i try to remain neutral when it comes to the vaccines but there's just right. there there is just so much there's so many questions around I have a what happened um, <laughs> i won't pepper you with them but i've had dozens that yeah. and these mediums won't allow you to even like discuss them right which is right. i and thought anti-science we, sh- we should be having the conversation just there is some science. I will say, um, you did send me that video. Yes. And it, I just feel as though a lot of the pharmaceutical companies have these representatives who may not be uh, the most um, suited to answer some of the questions to answer that some of those. are being asked of them. That's a fair. Um, that's a fair thing. Yeah, but. But they should be sending the experts in to talk. Like, I, well, I their guess CEO, the lab, 
Right. Their CEO is a veterinarian. We find. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The CEO of that particular and company is a veterinarian. A and there's been no contradiction to that initial statement. Like besides right. it never appearing on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News or anything of that nature. And even I found it surprising that I had not seen that press conference. Of course, honest. a lot of people are surprised when they find out. But now it's becoming yeah. kind of common knowledge that they said that they had never done any testing of of that for for the express purposes of transmission. And right. I feel right. that psychologically speaking, that was 65 to 70 percent of the populace's motive was a they thought it worked like it's going to keep me from getting it. That turned out to be, you know. You know, and then I'll tell you what, and then transmission. I, I didn't. <laughs> did I, you not get it? So I, I got. I know I had to. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I did you ever get COVID? Like oh, a, yeah, a case twice. of it? Oh, you did. Mm -hmm. What What was it like? I got it after it was. So the first time I had it was last December. So like Delta. Um, I got it. Um, I think I yeah the Delta right before I, I got it the week between the two before Omicron was a uh, thing before it took and it a was vacation the tail end of Delta. <laughs> um, right and I was I was down and out for 15 days my heart rate was in the like one my resting heart rate was in the 120s I like I was exhausted I mm -hmm. couldn't get out of bed um, and I thought to myself wow. I'm glad I got vaccinated, but this is pretty shitty um, because uh -huh. I have asthma. Um, oh, you have other preconditions. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have asthma. I've had it since I was a little girl, but um, it wasn't my breathing that was a problem. It was like the fatigue that I felt. Right. It was like, it was wild. And then okay. I got it again. So they made <laughs> me, I had to get, a booster for school sure. and for work. It was required by February 1st for school to return to camp campus. Which I was like, was they haven't changed the chemical formula of it yet. It's just the same alpha variant thing. And if it's mutated several times, why are we calling it a booster shot? Yeah. Yeah. And then they find, you know, after the now on the fifth one, which they haven't tested on human beings yet, except for the people that are required to take it. Um, only my so far. Uh, that the in the fifth <laughs> the fifth one they finally updated it to match Omicron to help people with it. But thankfully everyone said it's pretty like pretty mild. Did you get the Omicron at all too? Or was it just like the first and gnarlier ones? I did. Oh you got the second and I one. Never, okay. So I, I got it again in July. Okay. Um mid July. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I uh had bad allergies for one day. Oh yeah. So, everyone I know that got it just in the second round. And I got the and I got the booster and February. So it was fine. Right. I also, I will tell you as a, as a nurse who's yeah. worked right for the last 12 years, I get the flu shot every year. Like oh, yeah. sometimes I get the flu because it doesn't match up. Right. Um, I will say this and someone who studied research ethics, we did have a lot of conversations about, so like, I know what the, like the process of like, Right, they, they, they say they went through all four phases, right. And there, we did have, um, the FDA had the emergency use, so like we all right. knew, it, it was it was scary being one of the first healthcare workers to get it, and I, I did know. it because I was like, I'm gonna help science, I don't have kids, like, okay, something. whatever, just right. give it to me. Right, right. Like, may, maybe this, 
And I don't know, like, I, I didn't necessarily have any, like, I felt, um, I felt, I'm trying to, like, pretty confident words wisely no i know Um, that's why i was just like we're doing a podcast i'm not gonna say anything to endanger your future career so uh this is all with a grain of salt um, kids but this is you know you were ground zero with it and this these are all like anecdotal just um anecdotal exactly thank you exactly um i had the the typical symptoms after getting the first vaccine just Mm -hmm. like you know had a fever whatever right um but a few months later like there, there have to be more studies. This is what I will say. There okay. have to be more studies looking at what these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, do to a female reproductive system. They're yes. starting it. But I ended up having to have emergency surgery after my booster, three months after my booster shot. And um, right. I've never had I, an issue since then. Because of ovarian cysts. Right. I had like um, seven different clients, seven different clients that mentioned a change in their reproductive system, female clients that, you know, if they had very mild, um, you know, menstrual cramps, now they were extremely severe or the way that they were, you know, menses were like visible changes. Uh, There's also been uh, doulas that like we've talked to that have noticed some some abnormalities when it comes to the placenta after 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 them being born. Uh, so the only reason I thought about that was and and not a lot. You know, he's it's so funny because he came up with mRNA technology with people, but his name is like Dr. Robert Malone. And the okay. reason I I'd found out about so much of this stuff is he went on this Dark Horse podcast with um, Brett Weinstein and and his wife Heather, and, and they're absolutely brilliant people. And he's a you know an evolutionary biologist. And he brought him on and I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird that this guy who, who invented it's talking about his own work. And he said, you know, we had initially thought that that spike protein when we injected in the shoulder, it was gonna stay local to the deltoid. However, we've noticed through international studies because in you know, America, their, their science has been, you know, their version of peer reviewed is if this goes against the narrative, it's just not coming out and we're gonna, we're gonna assassinate your career. Um, and the man himself was saying, like, we're, we're experiencing that it actually catches the bloodstream and it's going through the whole body and in, in it's, it's manifesting apparently mostly in the female reproductive system. That was the first time I had heard of it. And then I had a lot of clients anecdotally tell me. And I was just like, holy shit. So, and he's like, and it's, what the problem is, is creating inflammation storms. It's creating cytotoxicity and creating right. immune responses within right. people. So now we're getting a lot of autopsies with people that have immune responses throughout their entire body where you know they have inflammation in all of their organs and i get lots of lots of (laughs) it's all anecdotal of course purely anecdotal yeah uh but lots and lots of um uh, either i'll call them patients because i do work on some at a clinic now and Mm -hmm. also uh, clients and they would have this these massive inflammation issues not just like myocarditis it's not just centered on the heart i'm saying like multiple systems and i'm like huh and then everyone's talking about rising cancer rates again and i was just like oh that's so weird you know like all of these things that people can't quite thread together and they're like well it can't be this right because this is you know been blessed by the fda can't be this so then because it's been excused as a variable in the inquiry process. I've talked to lots of nurses and I'll be like, well, what's your VAERS reporting? They're like, we're under reporting by 99%. Uh, 
Like he's like, we don't, because oh, wow. when they're inquiring about what's wrong with the person, they go, uh, blah, 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 you got the vaccine, okay, great. They excuse that as a possible variable of causation because mm. it's quote unquote sanctified by, it, it can't be that. So let's move on to other possible variables. It's to the point where right. like, and I'm thinking like, that's gonna hurt, hurt research as it is. And also there was the whole like absolute versus relative protection that they were talking about. They advertised the relative protection rate, which is 95%. The absolute protection rate was 0.8%. So I thought like a lot of yep. people were getting brought into this without really like being able to see like all of the factors of causality, much less I'm like, well, let's talk about this like cytotoxicity. If the spike protein isn't staying in the shoulder, what, what are the implications for that? You know, right. what are the implications for, uh, I don't know. There were just so many, so many like red flags that went up for me, like one after the other that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was just like, why, why are they pushing this so damn hard? You know? And then to find out that the transmissibility and they, they've never contradicted this statement, they buried the statement, even, even within Google searches is that, mm -hmm. that the Pfizer vaccine, that they never tested for transmissibility. And I'm like, well, then why did all of your nurse friends who refused the shot get fired for? Why can I not come right. back into my country right now? Like right. I just had a friend come back from France and she had to show her vaccine card. I'm like, well, they've already let the cat out of the bag that it doesn't stop transmission. So why would we be required to do that for travel? And I think that's specific to the Pfizer vaccine, right? Very much so. I think Moder <clears throat> Moderna did. I, I got and Johnson Moderna. and Johnson. Go, yeah. Um, Haven't heard yeah. a peep out of them either, which makes me, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> Johnson and Johnson was banned in seven different countries in Europe for their own yeah. researches. Yes. And, and yeah. Moderna, well, we got, we got revelations to come now that we finally got rid of the lab leak uh, hypothesis. Right. You know what I think? I think that, so it's like, we why? Come to a, yeah. See, this I is the bitch ass thing to... I'd be saying in your class right now. I'd be, Professor, um, I saw this YouTube video <laughs> from Dr. John oh, Campbell. No, it's, like, it's like, <laughs> so here's the thing. There's a, there medical is ethics a is... there's definitely, yeah, it's disclosure it's, problems. We, disclosure issues, but also I think that even as um, students within ethics in the realm of right. medical ethics and bioethics and mm -hmm. looking at, what makes a good life? What What is of value? Who is valued? And that is all defined by the people in power, right? Yes. And so I think that we really... People who give grants. We've come to this... <laughs> yes. And we've come to this point in civilization where we realize just how much the people in power are affecting our day-to-day -day lives. I never once yeah. thought that the words of a president would affect my individual life as much as some of the words that came out of Donald Trump's mouth that then like caused people to act a certain way yeah. while they were in the hospital and treat us poorly. Um, like yeah. political views aside, you don't treat someone shitty who's taking care of your, your, your family member because they're telling you to like follow the rules of the hospital and right. put on a mask. Like right. it, it's a way in which, like we have to enforce it, but mm -hmm. um, don't don't act like we're just the messengers here, right? Yeah, like, it's so unfair because you're all the yeah. heroes, literally the heroes of this entire scenario, and you also have to be the arbiters of peace when people are trying and then to also policing and, and policing and maintaining policing. the boundaries. 
of and, yeah. and these boundaries are are in some cases debatable like when it comes to like right. not letting people Absolutely. stay by one's deathbed they're like i'll take the risk right. it's a 99 percent survivable luckily, disease i can be okay <laughs> and then be like luckily, no so many of our after the first year a lot of our visitor policies changed based that's off wonderful of how humane. based off of yeah, exactly so like thank god they got they they got the feedback but like it, it it's just it's one of those it was so unfair for them to put really, that on you we need to take a step back and look at the people in power yep. on a micro level. So like the people within our healthcare administrations mm -hmm. and making sure that they have, I understand that like finance is important. Um, and sorry that we've it's gone for profit. No, no, a for profit but, medicine um, is, it's a woo -woo topic. <laughs> but we, we are all people, patients, and staff are all people who have value and yeah. need to feel that value and need transparency in our policy making and why certain right. things are the way they are. And we want the transparency. You know what? We have more knowledge now. You know what? Like, if you don't want to say you're wrong, that's, that's fine. You can say we have different knowledge now and we are going to change this, this, and that because we have new knowledge. Do you think that, um, that they excuse the, like the wrong thing because of the financial liability from a tort perspective? You know, like if they say we're wrong, like mm -hmm. we were wrong about putting people on ventilators because they act as a billows and blow the lungs apart and kill all the patients that have contracted lungs. We found out about that after 10,000 people died on ventilators. Now, if they say like we were wrong to put those people on ventilators and maybe not try ivermectin because I know yeah. that that destroys our emergency use authorization because it's a possible treatment, even though it worked in three different countries and completely flattened the curve there. If they go like, okay, all that information comes out. If the hospital goes, man, we were wrong to put Mima on that ventilator and blow her lungs to pieces. And, um, you know, we should have known that 4,000 people ago. Um, that's that's huge like tort liability right and insurance liability so they would never be able to like yeah, go back on that decision definitely in liability yeah right. and i think the biggest thing is what is so wrong with saying we did the best we could with the information right. we had at the time right and we are sorry for the impact that that had yes it's like people think medicine has to be perfect like that it is perfect like we're imperfect so if we're the ones running medicine it's gonna be choppy um, choppy waters especially in an emergency then I, you got tsunamis hitting you yes i'm gonna do a quick little psa for everyone please to this everyone pay attention being an oncology nurse being i've been a nurse for 12 years i have been a patient myself i've been the family member of both of my parents and my grandparents and there are so many questions in medicine and your doctors do not have all the answers. Your nurses don't have all the answers. You need to advocate for yourself mm -hmm. and question every decision that they, uh, like any option you have, you, you have the ability to question it. You don't need to do a certain treatment if it's being offered to you. So always, mm -hmm. always, always look at what they're offering you through a critical lens and not a savior lens. Like this person knows how to save me. Mm -hmm. Like always ask why, why do you think this? Why do you think that? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? 
this doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it most of the time doesn't make sense to most people because they don't have the knowledge about the body that right. they need, which is why we have doctors, which is why we have nurses. <laughs> yeah. But don't assume that your doctor and your nurse have all the answers. Um, and I think that like patients are definitely moving in that direction. But it is okay to advocate and question like for your family member or for yourself um, or right. for your friend. Um, I hope that that made sense. It makes but absolute sense. Basically what she's saying is go on WebMD, pretend like you know more than the doctor does <laughs> and then get real sassy with them because you, <laughs> you saw a clip right. on YouTube that contradicts what, you know, a hundred years of, of field medicine has, has taught. And guess what? Got it. I will take any question <laughs> Uh, people, right. people say, Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. sorry for asking you this. I'm sorry for asking you this. No. I'm sorry. Like, can you make sense of this for me? It's like, please do not apologize for asking a very valid question. So glad you're teaching. And, um, and, and know that we all, like, the, the biggest thing I learned in my master's program, so for those of you who don't know, I got my master's in bioethics at Harvard. I graduated this past May. Yay. Um, and now I'm, uh, I am teaching a capstone seminar there. Um, but the biggest thing that I learned and that I find that my students are learning mm-hmm. is how often we bring our own bias into a situation and we, need, and we need to continue to be introspective and to check in with your mind and your heart and your lived experiences and what that does when you're going to make a decision, because that very much influences how you're going to react to a situation. hundred percent of the time, but we all, we all carry our own biases and yes, yes. as a nurse, it can, it can annoy me when I get a question from a family member that I know they went to Google and Google the first website. And I have an answer for them for that. You Luckily, should, because you're a medical expert. That's... And <sighs> if I don't have the answer, I say, I don't know that answer, but I will find it out for you. That's so unique. And that is okay. That is okay to say. Like, don't give some, like, we try not to give, and I tell all of my, the student, the new nurses that I train, like, if mm. you don't know the answer go and find it and say, you don't know the answer. And that will build the trust that you need to have a good relationship with your, with your patient. Um, and just like the right human thing to do. Um, and (laughs) well, you are in ethics. So thank you for telling us. Yes, (laughs) That's what Um, we, (laughs) but also reminding yourself to look at, okay, It's not like a one stop. I'm going to reflect. I'm done. I know what biases I have. You then need to like continue to come back to your center and figure out what are the new biases I'm carrying? Like, mm-hmm. what are my new live? Like, what have my new lived experiences done to how I view the world yeah. and how I participate in it? So I love that's that. I love that. And that's that folks, because, and maybe it's because you're a professor now. Yay. At- yeah. Harvard, which I absolutely love. Harvard, <laughs> Harvard <laughs> darling. Um, is that like this, this last two to three years have been the least questionable time 
and my history as an American, uh, just just from being able, because I'm a I'm a loudmouth proudly, and it's just I love the First Amendment among all other amendments because that's the oh, first yeah. thing they try to take from you. So your willingness to answer a question is huge. It's not like saying something ridiculous like I am science. You can't question science. <laughs> like oh wow, right. okay. And and if you can't, my whole thing was this with people that are like in these like oh my god, you can't you know say that. If you're correct. You should welcome debate. If you're yeah. right, you should be like, here, and let me tell you why I'm correct or why that's accurate. Is right. Your willingness needs, should be there. This is the, the yeah. people are, are unwilling. Tell me why I'm wrong. We need to set yeah. our, we need to set our egos aside. Yeah. Um, and just let's explain, like, let's just stay level headed, keep emotion out of it. Um, to have a, a conversation, right. uh, to share the knowledge that we both have and yeah. be open to the other person's point of view and know that like you might not agree with each other at the end of the conversation, no. but that's okay. I can still honor yes. and appreciate you as a person. Yes. And um, <laughs> Thank you, professor. That's what I'm saying. Of course. Like they should yeah. be able to do that and be like, well, we the information you have to... is incorrect, but here. Right. And we should be able to sit at the table with our family members that we have and mm-hmm. that don't agree with us on certain uh, policy, health policies that are enacted or certain laws that are yes. happening right now. Or your sources and of information. And being able to talk about <laughs> it. And, and Right. And where your sources of information right. are. And to be like, okay, actually, like I, I will say I'm the first to admit that um, so – I flip between news channels and Great. I really should. Um, I get infuriated watching Fox news, but here we are. Um, <laughs> Gut felled you and, bastard. And I, <laughs> and I can say, and I can say that because like, I do right. try and sit there and like, listen with a reasonable mind to what they're saying. Oh. It's not all bullshit, but a lot of it is. And then you, you flip to CNN Right. And there's the same sort of, both of them are like obvious. It's a very obvious opposite ends of the spectrum of rhetoric. Yes. And identifying that is like the first thing that we as citizens, like, thank God I had fantastic U.S. history and Western Mm -hmm. Civ teachers, which, you know, at the end of the day, like looking at our academic, uh, like, syllabi and whatnot i had very like open-minded teachers who very much spoke about racism in the history of our country and whatnot but um there there's a bias to the way we're taught about history here too and there's a bias in the way we learn about medicine and there's a bias in the way we're given our information on any news network because humans are involved so we need to as viewers and like sponges of information, take every, like all the knowledge being thrown at us with a halt. Like that's just examinatory grain of salt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we have our biases, they either, they either compound our, our bias, you know, and they want to tell like you're the glasses you're wearing are correct. People love that. People yeah, love echo chambers. Right. Yeah. Will, right. Echo chambers are, lo- are tasty. And we, that's the best thing that I loved <laughs> about our classrooms because we would all like 
having debates right. in class That's or like best. talking about anything, we we would literally be like, "Oh God, we're becoming an echo chamber." Yep. Like, yeah, girl. Uh oh. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Let's take a step back. Let's like make sure, like, who's missing at the table in this discussion? And so, like, learning all of that has been really, really cool. And considering where's the gap in the information that I'm getting, and how can right. I find, how can I find the gap? And that's what I love about my class. Um, all of my students are doing. Um, so it's a capstone project. It's a year long thing. So they all look at it specific bioethics question that's very focused mm. and then this whole semester has been doing a literature review so that they can see what's being done out there and where the gaps are mm. and then they're hoping to fill that gap with their deliverables next semester so just teaching them all to look at i'm like don't look at what you're reading for foundations so like where you're learning about principle all the different like philosophies and frameworks of thinking and the best way to live, you know, utilitarianism, mm -hmm. um, you know, casuistry, all of that. Um, they're learning about all that. And I'm like, keep in mind, like, and I had to tell myself this, you might read something and think, I like part of that, but I don't like this part of that, mm -hmm. but I like this part of this and this fits together. Yeah. And there seems to be Connect more. Connect those dots. Yeah. So like, so a kind of larger Sorry. story I you just, can get. It's I like, ended up. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, that's so professor of you. Right now. No, I'm, I'm yeah. getting into academic mode so. too. So it's like, it's either compounding like what you already know, or you're trying to put together a larger mosaic of, a, you know, a correlation that's never been witnessed right. before. Um, and right. have you mentioned uh, Reiki inside of your ethics class as far as, because yeah. that's a whole nother kind of interesting territory. Know that people aren't really aware of because there's like fake Reiki masters, right? There's people that say they do Reiki and then, and then aren't like the, the path, the lineage right. you have through me is like to Dr. Usui, the guy that Usui Reiki, that the Reiki Reiki. And there's a lot of Reiki derivations, Reiki. right? The people are using their own biological right. energy or they're using entities, not great. And, and they're right. going in, they're going like, I right. do Reiki. And people have access and people don't realize there's an entirely different ethics and I don't want to say like the terrain is, it's not just about ethics, but also about competency and the accuracy mm -hmm. of like being able to detect tree trunk or like, uh, are we congruent with the archetypes that we're seeing or is this harmful right. being able to tell the difference? Right. So it's, it's kind of like learning to be a right. chef is what I imagine is like, um, right. and, and, developing the palette to be able to discern micro differences mm -hmm. in in vibration and and that's a whole nother terrain that eventually like your position to be able to teach an ethics class in relationship to energetic approaches to therapeutic mm -hmm. to uh, to therapeutics whether it be like yeah I, I imagine you learned healing touch also as a nurse yeah right it was that mm -hmm. the one you learned in like 2014 before you did reiki yeah Okay, Correct. so so you're balancing electromagnetic fields and and seeing, yeah, and this is so, a very woo woo thing for a hospital to yeah. employ. So right. like, are would you say like pre med students are are getting these kind of like insights? Do your students ask you about it? They do. They do ask me about it, and Sweet. I've had so many, especially <laughs> when I was in class. So I think that my students don't know as much, but my classmates and my professors, so my colleagues now, mm -hmm. they know that I do Reiki and that they'll ask about it. 
Um, I have a couple of colleagues who like want to talk more about it. And one of them is she's going to be attuned soon. Okay. Um, oh, hi, Millie. Hey, she's Millie. Hi, Josh. Hey, Millie. You're in frame and Mel. beautiful as always. <laughs> she's like, don't look at um, me. I'm beautiful. She's don't like, look Hello. at me. I just want you all to see me. You're welcome, um, world. <laughs> so, and there's this balance of um, not overwhelming people because I think so many people are very, can be very closed off to right. energy work. Um, and they're scared of it. It's, um, well, yeah. it's so funny because it doesn't make sense in their life their lived experience like right it's, academically it i could point make... them out to like 30 volumes of of books that oh, yeah. would like where they'd be like oh yeah. well i could see now how right. there'd be a possibility on a quantum level It'd be like eh, right. use, use the word quantum well <laughs> quantum physics like it is mind-blowing i've mm. i've gone um i've gone down the black hole of learning about more quantum physics and like how it relates to reiki right um and my, I'm, I'm still like in amazement every time I sit and watch a video of like, an like a quantum physicist talking about energy movement and energy work, right. and I'm like, my mind is blown because this makes so much sense, and the things you're showing me, click. They like it. It works visually. It works, and right. it, and it works. Yeah, visually it works, and also. People are like, how can you be Catholic and practice Reiki and do this and do that? It's like, it's all it's connected. It's Holy Spirit, people. dudes. It's all It's an connected. aspect of the Holy exactly. Spirit. Exactly. Like dudes. you said at the beginning, it's the aspect of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and it makes sense because the Holy Spirit is the this this energy source. It's the sum total um, of that, all. Like when I go like, it's electromagnetism, like electro being like right. the source of creation, like God the Father, the great central sun. Well, yeah. whatever was owned from that, the, the mother is the field. It's the goddess. Like it's right. the sum total of all energies in expression right. from the absolute highest dimensional of, of the throne all the way down to right. the, the basest molecule, the basest like waving particle in space. All of that is divine mother or Holy right. Spirit. That right. the real tiramisu, right? The whole of right. creation, right. what they call the creation is the Holy Spirit. And, it, and I see that lightness when I pray. And then I see mm. that light. Like I see it's there's this. All I can say is it's, it's light. It's like this it's a light shower. Almost. Light that I see. <laughs> yeah. It's a light shower. Exactly. Yeah. When I'm praying, I yes. see that. Me too. And then I also see that at the beginning and the end of my Reiki practice, like quickly, awesome. like it's like turning on. It's like turning on the faucet, you know, it like, is or turning it up. Or turning it up so like I yeah. can I can control the the flow of like tapping into that energy so I can help another person right. in balancing what's going on with them so um, I think it's all connected so I'm like oh it's just I'm a channel for the Holy Spirit to use that's it yeah. and that's you just all. got a VIP you know like sub sub stack like kind of you know spectrum up here that you can also access that brings down just oh, a yeah. higher pour or a, you know, a higher vibration of that energy. Right. And Divine um, love. that's all it is. There's so love is all around us and there's uh, it's if, all everything is. If you, <laughs> if you look for it, you will see it. Mm -hmm. And true. Like 
just like I'm mentally like tapping into it and getting the like feeling of warmth and like a nice little love hug. Right. But it's like it's all there. And so and it's so easy to 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 see it if you allow yourself to. That's, I mean, that's seeing, and like, that's why our belief comes into play. Cause if people are completely closed off, they don't realize God's the wishing tree. You know, it's like, it's all around you, right. but you won't see it because you'll be stuck in intellect, you know? And sometimes right. that's the challenge of academia is like, you're supercharging an element that was going to keep you experientially away from generally the, the experience right. of your divinity. That's all around you. If you can imagine uh, divine love would be like every atom in existence and the energy that creates all mm -hmm. the atoms and the energy and the lack of energy that's sitting on all of that combined is divine love. And we're just, the mm -hmm. intellect is just looking at its separate forms going, Oh, how interesting. <laughs> and looking at the, Oh, look at that. Look at the geometry of that. I wonder what it means to me experientially. Yeah. Oh, look, I can move it. So like getting away from your intellect like does tend to sinking like you just going from the intellect and then sinking into the heart and then going back to the intellect to use it when you need to. And then sinking back into the heart. Well, yeah. And that's, that's the process is like at one point you don't ever have to turn your Reiki off. You just leave right. that sucker going. And then you right. try to, train the brain and the mind to coexist and function at its highest peak while sitting in the experience of that soup is to me like the I essence of what everyone's trying for the paths to enlightenment and you know marrying the the love and the heart to the the, the wisdom in the brain it i think it turns into wisdom when you finally bring the love element into the intellect mm -hmm. but before yes. then it'll turn into this like chopping knife that divides and separates and it could find relationship between, but like with this is in relationship to that as opposed to those both being an aspect of God or spirit right. in the first place, which opens actually a totally different sub substation where you go like, well, what is its archetypal like relevance within the creation then as opposed to in relationship right. to this microphone or, or to my, to my nose, <laughs> yeah. you know, like right. a separation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh. Harvard, you get me feeling so oh, philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what's this wood pipe oh, doing in my it. mouth it just appeared in my mouth no <laughs> makes me want to sit in the lounge chair and wear tweed i love it oh tweed. yes and, and go to the harvard club go to the harvard <laughs> club darling with a fireplace with the fireplace <laughs> and talk about philosophy philosophy we're gonna w talk about wisdom i'm not gonna really yep. live by it but we'll talk about it yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll extrapolate. We'll go home to a abysmal uh, home life in like health and all those other things. But we'll be pretty sure we're right mentally. Yes. Right. Yes, it looks correct in my right. head. Mm. <laughs> oh goodness, I love being right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. Kelsey, it has been such a privilege and honor to have you uh, on the show. There's, of course, like dozens oh. and dozens more questions that I'll save, hopefully, for a second interview Another down the session. road. Another session, yeah. Because your yes. spiritual path just keeps blooming, of course. And uh, it's it's been an honor to have you on. You're an yeah. awesome uh, child of God, and you radiate. Dude. Oh, thank you. You totally radiate. I, I feel the Respect same you. way about you, and I feel so honored to be here, but also... <laughs> I really want to express gratitude for, for your um, guidance in, in this spiritual journey that I've had. You and Abby have been fantastic. 
oh. um, and truly have been such beacons to me. So thank you for that. Well, to hear like um, what you've been able to do in the world with, with the train, like I didn't even get to do like a full class with you. I just was like, here's I your know. symbols. Like you're such a student. I was like, here's your symbols. Go ahead and just go crazy go. with it. Figure it out. <laughs> and she went banana pancakes with it. That's so cool. I did. Banana pancakes are the best too. They and, kind of are. And light work is, is great. I love it. It's kind I of like it. why we open our eyes, I think, in the morning, you know, is this, we're yep. in this great, you know, they say it's a simulation, but like a video game, if you will, like a great virtual <laughs> reality is. Sims game oh, yeah. that our soul is playing with yep. VR goggles on and I'm this, you know, meat puppet trying to just... upgrade my hardware <laughs> to the point where the soul can yeah. actually have complete at one mint. And uh, right. I think people forget every day that that's kind of the thing going on. <laughs> like. Right. It's one of it's the reasons so I started this, you know. So true. Yeah. It's like, I love it. That is the I game. Think that's a great that is like literally the metaphor for life, right? And every day you have the, the yeah. ability to change the different tools you're using to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we're either reverse engineering <laughs> out of reality, uh dense energies that right. we that are memory based, you know, they're like they're just basically mm -hmm. just salts of memory and energy that's just stuck. It's not in motion, so we need emotion. And basically to vivify uh, that that which we are, which is the light, our our own little yes. partitioned cup, and like that that dual motion is is pretty much my sadhana now. It's just like I'm just trying yeah. to let go of the crap I'm not. I mean, you do it on the I gnarliest gnarliest level. Once it's you know, yeah. not us is densified to pathological you know soul popping right. out of the body kind of levels. Yep. Uh, yep. So you're a real goalie when it comes to that and just kicking that puck back in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kicking that oh, soccer yeah. ball back out. <laughs> Give him another chance yeah. learn to think properly, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's just so cool to like watch your journey with that. And, uh, Oh, thank you. Thank I look you, forward thank to, you. thank you for sharing your stories. And, uh, I look forward yeah. to interviewing you again. I'm just happy yes. you're kicking ass and loving it. And, uh, back east. you continue to kick ass on the, the West okay. coast. And of course, Abby's like, tell Kelsey I said hi. And I said, what's up? Oh. And I like, oh, it's time I love her. And I was like, of course I I'm going to tell her, her that. Too. Oh, my God. And tell her Millie says hi as well. Millie's there. <laughs> Millie sends her love. Even though she's yes. like, no, you can't pet me. I'm Mongo, but I love you. No. <laughs> well, this has been great, Josh. Thank you. I know it's your day off. So <laughs> you're, like your yeah. few, you're like your little time off. So thank you for doing this, Kelsey. Of course, of course. Awesome. We'll talk soon, okay? Totally, totally. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye, Millie. Uh, thank you all for joining us for that heartwarming little interview with uh, Ms. Kelsey Flynn. Uh, fantastic, fantastic Reiki practitioner. You can find her on Instagram, Kelsey Flynn. F-L-Y-N-N. -N. Wonderful person. And uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I hope your day is filled with magic and awesomeness. And uh, yeah, I look forward to next week talking and spending time with you. Peace. Love y'all.